everyone. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama Podcast. We're two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. Hey, Jill. Hey, Caitlin. We're back and we're remote. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm in my episodes five and six sound cubby. It's kind of <laughs> like a little cave. Uh-huh. I guess same with you, yeah, huh? Yeah, I can. You're in the closet. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how have you been? Pretty good. How good. about you? I'm just tired. I, like, mm. got up this morning and I did even more work. I just... <laughs> I can't. Can't with like the work. Like for work work? Yeah, actual work work. Ugh. Not... Miserable. Not band work or not podcast fun work. work. Not fun work. Yeah. But that sounds awful. Other than that, I'm good. I'm excited to talk more Itaewon. Mm-hmm. Mostly so I can keep watching more Itaewon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying it. Good, me too. I, I think it's oh. maybe one of my favorites so far. Yeah, definitely. Um, the hype is real. Mm-hmm. It was warranted. Um, yeah, I love a good like. Uh, sort of not really rags to riches, but just like success story stuff. Like we're starting with nothing and everyone's against me and no one thinks I can do this. Mm-hmm. And he's just gonna, I feel probably slowly prove them all wrong. So yeah, we're going to get to it. But the ending of episode six, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, along with all of the other characters. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, okay, here we go. This is good and interesting. Uh, so I guess we should just jump in. All right. You want to start wanna, it? Uh, sure. I'll start. Okay. So episode five starts where uh, four left off. Iso goes to Seiroi and tells him she wants to work for him. But we see that uh, Gunsu beat her to it. And he's now a part-timer at the pub. Like, these kids are just obsessed with him. Uh, <laughs> I think it's kind of cute because, like, it is very, it seems very much like younger people seeing, like, a cool older person mm-hmm. and just, like, latching on to that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's a cool dude, so makes sense. But after we see that he's working there, we see his backstory. Basically, he had a shitty childhood and no one loved him, like, it seems like his mom was maybe a mistress or something, mm-hmm. and she, like, doesn't care about him. She just wants to use his dad's money, and his dad doesn't like him because he was born out of wedlock, um, and he already had a son. So, not great, but he just like, I'm going to move out and do my own thing. Mm-hmm. So, good for him. Um, and again, we see that President Jong is, like, a terrible father. Not just a, a bad person, but, like, specifically yeah. also a bad dad. Bad dad, yeah. Not good. Um. So, back to the present, Seroyi tells Yiso that he doesn't have enough business to warrant hiring both of them, but she convinces him to hire her as a manager after she points out everything that is currently wrong with the pub, <laughs> which I thought was, like, a cool scene. Um. Because it really shows, like, how smart All she is. All the issues. Yeah, how much insight she has. Mm-hmm. And when she was pointing everything out, I was like, oh, 
okay like <laughs> that makes sense um yeah even just like the menu alone looked like fucking drab and boring yeah totally it was just like on a off white paper and it was just like words written there like no pictures it didn't seem like there'd be anything that would really appetize you yeah exactly and like she said there was like too many things like uh-huh. <laughs> it's like the menu from the Shit's Creek Diner. <laughs> yeah. Humongous. It's what they say on, like, every um, restaurant show fixer-upper. Uh-huh. Like, you got too many things, too many different items. Stick to, like, five good ones. Yeah, exactly. Um. So... What are you good at? Like, what are you good at making? Oh, right, yeah. Make those I like things. how she's also, she also says, like, Pick something, and then we're going to pick something you're really good at, and then we're just going to base the rest of the menu off of the ingredients mm-hmm. that can overlap. And I was like, that's really smart. Yeah. She has got it together. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so he's like, okay, uh, I'll bring you on. But then there's, like, this nice little moment where... She tells him that she's willing to bet her life on him. Because he's like, why do you want to work here so much? And she says that. And he seems, like, touched, I guess. It's nice. Mm-hmm. And so then we get, like, a little montage of um, them, like, fixing the bar up. And it's it's a big success. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. 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 I like to I like a montage, a cleanup montage. Me too. I and then when they're done, they're like, huh. and uh-huh. it just like suddenly looks way better. Yeah, but I'm um, I was thinking at, like, oh, go ahead. That must have been a kind of expensive. Uh, yeah, remodel with like all the new lighting and yep. the and plants and, and paint and everything. Yeah. Yeah. As we'll see, he got money, so I guess it's okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, back at Jenga, there is some shenanigans with stock ownership, shit I don't really understand, yada yada. Yeah. Um, and they're discussing how much Min Jung owns, and President Jang confronts her and questions her motives. Um, I don't, again, really understand how stocks work <laughs> and what it means if you're if you have a lot of ownership, I guess. I don't know. I guess, like, it just means that you can make decisions, like, on behalf mm-hmm. of the company. So, like, yeah. if you're the majority owner, you get the most say in yeah what the company but does. But I understand that, like, in terms of being in the business, uh-huh. but not necessarily, like, owning stock in a business. Well, I think stocks know? is just, like, partial ownership. So... Okay. If she owns enough stocks, that equates to, like, 25% of the business, and she owns the most, then I think that means she's majority owner. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's just what I gather from TV shows uh-huh. and basketball. Because uh, <laughs> some, like, some basketball teams have, like, split ownership, but there's, mm-hmm. like, the majority owner, and they're the ones... Who can make the decisions, but if, like, the, if the other owners can, like, uh, pull all their interests together, they can then out, like, the majority one. It's, it's confusing, but. Yeah, I kind of take it as, like, shareholders. Yeah. Like, 
they have shares within the company. But like having, I don't know, stocks and people that already work there is interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, he confronts her about it. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Then he also informs Goon that he's going to set him up on a blind date with a woman whose father owns a big food company. Blind date, set up arranged marriages, Mm -hmm. the whole shenanigans. He's not really interested in the idea because he's in love with Sua, who I still think sucks. And <laughs> after after Goon leaves Secretary Kim, we have another Secretary Kim. Mm-hmm. Maybe nicer, though. Tells President Jung that Goon actually likes Sua. And he seems slightly shocked by this idea. Yeah, I'm like, wow, you really don't pay attention very attentive, I guess. Yeah. Doesn't... He doesn't read the room well, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how it wasn't obvious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's also kind of nice that Secretary Kim is like, um, I've been following him for a while, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I just think it's like, I, mean, I don't know if Secretary Kim's a good person or a bad person, but it's just, yeah. I just like the idea of him being like, yeah, your son has a crush on someone else. <laughs> hmm. That's That's why he doesn't want to date her. Mm -hmm. And he probably needs someone to follow him around because he makes dumb decisions Mm -hmm. all the time. Totally. Um, Gunsu asks Yiso about her home life and how her mom is taking her not attending university and choosing to work instead. Mm -hmm. And she said her mom doesn't know and tells him to stop prying. Then she brings up the past between Seroyi and Goon, but Goonsu doesn't know anything about it, so she kind of just drops it. And I find that interesting that she wouldn't just spill all the tea, because mm-hmm. I feel like she loves to talk and <laughs> kind of um, shock people with stories and things happening. Yeah, totally. I... I think, though, that she likes to probably, um, like, maybe keep him hanging on her words or whatever. You know, like, oh, Mm -hmm. you don't know about that? Well, never mind. Yeah. I'll tell you later. Yeah. Um, The original trio at Donbom talks about Yiso and how it was an interesting choice to hire, not just hire her, but to have her as a manager. Mm -hmm. But Seroyi thinks she'll be a worthwhile investment. Opening night ends up being a very big success, but Yiso is worried about it just being temporary popularity because the food isn't good yet. Mm-hmm. And people are kind of complaining about the food, but everything else is, like, really great. Yeah. So, um, President Chang confronts Sua and tells her that Gunwon likes her, and she's like, this is awkward. <laughs> um... <laughs> And he's like, I approve of you. Like, I'd be okay if you married him. Super, like, one, super <laughs> weird, just in general. Like, even mm-hmm. even if he liked Gunwan, just to have, like, his dad be like, I approve of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, yeah, just super awkward and weird. But then um, he brings up Minjung and presses her to pick a side again. And I'm like, Jesus, President Jong loves to make people pick sides. He can't just uh-huh. let people live their damn lives and see where 
I guess the chips fall. Like he's like, pick a side, but I'm not making you pick a side, but (laughs) you're going to have to pick a side. Um, so Sua assures him that she's on his side and tells him not to worry about Donbom since think- he thinks their popularity will be short-lived. She's like, don't even worry about it because uh, it's just through the new hot thing and they'll fizzle out. But mm-hmm. uh, President Zhang wonders if that's what she actually thinks or if she's just trying to protect her friend Seiro Yi. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, kind of right. <laughs> Uh, so then Hyunyi has the night off, so Seiro Yi fills in for her and does very well cooking. Everyone is super impressed by him, um, and he, like, makes them dinner, and they're like, damn, this is awesome. And he offers to close up the restaurant on his own so the rest of the staff can leave a little early. But it's still super late, so the buses aren't running anymore, so Gunsu suggests they go clubbing. And Sun Quan is like, what? Like, immediately <laughs> in. And he's like, I I want to meet girls. And he's like, I think he says something like, I want to grind. How do you grind? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how Yisa was like, calls him a pervert under her breath. <laughs> um, but then she teaches him how to dance, kind of, and like how to approach women at the club. And she uses Gunsu as like a little model slash dummy and like dances on him which makes Gunsu super uncomfortable because he actually likes her and I just I just love Gunsu like he is <laughs> adorable and he seems so sweet and I like him a lot so far so I hope I hope nothing bad happens to him and I hope he doesn't become an, ha- an asshole or something because <laughs> I like well, he's him. managed to go this long without taking after his dad or brother. So this is true. Um, you'd think after all the shitty treatment, he'd be like a really bad person. Yeah. He's just like a sweet kid. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I thought this scene was really funny. And I just was thinking like, I guess it makes sense that Sun Quan doesn't like know how to do stuff mm-hmm. because I guess he was like in prison for mm-hmm. the the times that he, like, I guess the ages that most people would go out to a club. Yeah. Um, Same with, like, Seiro like, Scary and awkward. Mm-hmm. But, anyway. Yeah, I thought that scene was really funny. Yeah, his whole demeanor kind of changes there, and he gets this weird look on his face when mm-hmm. he's, like, trying to figure out how to do the dances and, like, studying what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to the club and Sun Quan sees a woman that he wants to hit on. Um, and he sees her from behind and already it's like, it's weird that you're not seeing like the side of this person's face mm-hmm. or any part other than the long, long hair. But he's like doing all the dances that he learned from, uh, Miso and he's doing all these little finger hearts and just like. I love these that. weird, these I, weird sort of robotic movements of hearts in dances. Yes, I just thought it and was like face, so funny when he's like, she's like, just like kind of put your hands by the side of her face so that she knows uh-huh. you're there, and he just is like slings them out. And then um, he has like this really big smile, but it looks a little creepy. Mm-hmm. 
and he's just smiling really big, doing the finger hearts, yada, yada, yada. And then the woman turns around, and it's um, Hyunyi. And he smiles really big, and he doesn't recognize her because of the hair and, like, the makeup and the whole look. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just kind of staring at him like, what are you doing? And he just keeps smiling and doing the hearts and saying that he wants to dance with her, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then he finally, it clicks in his head of who she is, and he kind of freaks out. Mm-hmm. Then she joins them at the table and she shares that she's a transgender woman. And Yiso is weirdly kind of bitchy towards her mm-hmm. and interrogates her about whether Seroyi knows why she's at this club. Um, it's not really the sort of reaction I feel like Yiso would have. Just because she seems so cool and, like, down with everything. And, like, she gets shit. Yeah. But I she think, seemed, like, super judgy. Um, Hyunyi even calls that out. She's like, you're not as open-minded as you look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really interesting. I expected her to just be like, oh, cool. Mm -hmm. All right, then. But instead, she was really taken aback by it for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But Hyunyi confirms and tells them she is saving up for her surgery. And uh, I think it's... What's his face? It's just like... Oh, Sun Kwan. He's like... You mean for, uh... And he just, like, kind of stops. <laughs> unable to say what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, the two guys are definitely more accepting, and they're just kind of like, okay, this mm-hmm. is different, but it's fine. Um, and Yiso just seems really uncomfortable and not super into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kenny overall can sense this sort of discomfort, as I'm sure she's used to, and she decides to just leave Mm-hmm. So back at Dambam, we see that customers are starting to complain more about Hyunyi's food, and Yiso yells at Hyunyi. And again, he's like really mean to her. It's not just like, hey, you need to get your Make cooking better up food. To, yeah, up to grade. Like, she's mean. Um, and so Yiso confronts Seroyi about Hyunyi being trans about Hyunyi being trans, but uh, Seroyi sticks up for her when Yiso pushes him to fire Hyunyi. They have a group meeting instead, and um, and instead of firing her, Seroyi gives her extra money with the hope that she'll try even harder. Because he's like, because at first it seems like he's giving her severance pay, but mm-hmm. then it's like, no, I'm giving you your salary up front plus extra because I want you to try extra hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yiso seems really <laughs> shocked by this. Yeah. So um, the next day, Yiso runs into the bully she filmed back in high school. And they try to fight, but Yiso just like fucking goes off and just starts slapping her, which <laughs> I <laughs> think is kind of funny because... I don't think I've ever seen a fight scene where it's just slaps. Yeah. Just slap, slap, slap. Yeah. It's not like, oh, this is a girly fight and like, it is slap. Like, she's just like, bam, across the face, like, over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious, like, why the girls didn't do anything as they were getting slapped. Like, (laughs) no punches or anything. Or like a kick. They just like completely sort of gave up and took it. I'm sure it's I don't know. shocking. I think they seem like 
totally richy rich girls who mm-hmm. don't actually uh, fight or have never yeah. even like thought about fighting. They probably just like use their influence in words to like put people down. So when they're actually confronted with like an actual fight, they're probably just like mm-hmm. shocked and don't know what to do. Yeah. Don't even try it then. Exactly. D- don't even go up to people then if you can't defend yourself. <laughs> exactly. It's like so, stupid. Especially when you're out of high school already. Like, forget the assholes that you didn't like and just move on. Yeah. You don't see them anymore. Like, I don't know. It's stupid. But apparently she didn't get to graduate, so she mm-hmm. holds a real big grudge. But then again, <laughs> like, she shouldn't have been a fucking terrible bully. Yep. So... Um, that girl reveals that she is actually the one who called the cops on um, Iso and Gunsu the night mm-hmm. that Seroyi's pub was shut down. And then we see a flashback of Sua deciding not to call the cops. Gunsu tries to help Iso, but she pushes him and storms off. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm like, yeah. I, my little Gunsu, I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> want to protect him. I don't know. I'm like, he's my... Adult son, Gunsu. <laughs> yeah, that reveal still doesn't make me like Sua at all. It doesn't change my mind about her. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I kind of can't <laughs> with Sua. Yeah, she's. I mean, she was still going to. She was thinking about it. I feel like she probably would have ended up doing it if she hadn't seen those girls. They kind of just did the dirty work for her. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, at some point, she, the wheels were in motion of her, like, taking down mm-hmm. the pub, and mm-hmm. I don't know, she just seems, like, so wishy-washy and willing to play with Seri's feelings for her. Yeah. So... Yiso is all upset, and Seroyi asks her, like, what's going on, and she hints that she thinks he's a pushover for valuing attachments to people over winning, and he tells her that he is glad she's not a pushover and she should maintain her strong opinions. He convinces her to start giving Hyunyi honest criticism about her food in order to make her a better cook and to just continue doing it and this will help her in the long run Mm -hmm. and then we have a little montage of Hyunyi trying all these different recipes and presenting them to Yiso and she tries it and tells her what's wrong with it sends it back she's like okay I'll try again and it keeps happening over and over again until finally she does one that's like really good Mm -hmm. and then there's this almost nice little moment between the two where they seem to like kind of get along now yeah I think um it's funny seeing Gunsu being like, Yusu is a really judgmental person. Like, he's never going <laughs> to like the food. <laughs> um, Sua gets sloppy drunk thinking about the difficult position she's in with having to choose between Seroyi and President Zhang. Um, and she acts really crazy. She's laughing to herself, shouting in the streets. Everyone's staring at her. And then Seroyi and Yusu find her, along with the whole group, I think. And he sends the group off to wherever they're going to dinner or whatever, and mm-hmm. he so stands there, and he tries to confront her, even though she tries to hurt his feelings by pointing out his past failures, 
um, and he tries to calm her down so she can go home. And then she tries to kiss him in, like, a gross, drunk move. Mm-hmm. And then, as this is happening and Iso is watching, she kind of just barges in, covers Sula's mouth, and, like, pushes her out of the way. And then she says, defense, and then recites a criminal code about sexual harassment. And then the episode ends. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? It was, that was a shocking move, uh-huh. I think, to just see, like, the hand get in there. Yeah. The criminal code harassment thing was interesting and funny, Mm -hmm. uh, but I could definitely see her just, like, shoving her way in to -hmm. stop it because she just doesn't give a shit. And if she sees something she doesn't want to happen, she's going to stop it, Mm -hmm. whatever means necessary. But I think using the criminal code and sexual harassment excuse is kind of funny. Yeah, totally. All right. So, on to episode six. So, again, uh, six starts where five ends, or, like, a little, a few minutes before. And we see Sua is drunkenly staring at Seiroi as he tries to comfort her, um, saying that he likes her and he'll be okay with whatever she does. But then we get a flashback of Sua's mom leaving her at the orphanage. And I was kind of shocked because Sua was already pretty old. I mean, I know mm-hmm. like I know things don't work out in certain family situations um, and that happens to people, but it was just kind of different to see like a girl being dropped I, off at an orphanage when she's already Yeah, she like older. already kind of had her life yeah, and it's going like, on and was going to school and had clothes and like a family and stuff. Yeah, and, like, it's not like her parents died or, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we don't know her family situation, so we don't know why she was dropped off at the orphanage, Mm -hmm. but it's not like she got taken away from her parents, or that's not what it seems like at this point, anyway. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, she's, like, obviously that is traumatic, and she, we see that she has trouble coping with it at school. Um, she kind of lashes out at people who take pity on her. And um, her teachers are kind of like, I don't think they exactly know how to handle it. So one day we see her decide that even if no one else loves her, she would love herself and always take care of herself first. So Sua thinks how bad she felt after Seiri comfort her, comforted her while he was in prison. Like, she feels like a terrible person and even then mm-hmm. he's still comforting her um and then that's when she goes to kiss him but Yiso stops her with like the hand and the criminal code mm-hmm. uh Yiso points out that Sua didn't have Seiri's consent and asks him point blank if he consents to the kiss which is super <laughs> awkward and embarrassing. yeah you can't really go back in for the kiss after that yeah no um the drunken moment is ruined. Exactly. So everyone is really embarrassed, and Yiso ends up, or not Yiso, Sua ends up joining them at their team dinner after some protests from Yiso, but, I mean, like, Seiruyi's in love with Sua, so mm-hmm. he's gonna let her come to dinner. Also, she's, yeah, like, I feel like, hella drunk. I feel like it's such a bad decision, because she's technically working for the enemy, mm-hmm. who's his like, full-on competition. Mm-hmm. And he's there, like, with his whole team having dinner, 
to discuss like their company and go over stuff. Like, I don't really think she needs to be there for that. Right. And like, um, she's already made it pretty clear that she uh-huh. is willing to do whatever it takes. Cause at this point he still thinks that she is the one who called the cops on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not great. No, I was just worried that whole dinner, like, please don't say anything that she can use against you. Yeah. <laughs> please don't, don't give her any tips of like exciting new things y'all are doing. Like, ugh, don't ruin this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team dinner is a little awkward, but everyone agrees that the food is really good. And Issa says she chose the restaurant because of the food and says she gave it four stars on her blog, which is a really, really good rating. Seroyi asks what Danbaum is, and she says three stars. It's decent, and Sua asks if there are any five-star pubs. And Issa says Janga. Um, and you, you say... Do you want to give your interpretation of Janga? Yeah, I said I don't know why she gave it five stars, because honestly, (laughs) it doesn't look cool at all. I said it Mm -hmm. looks like a slightly more modern Chili's. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I need to see that restaurant again. I didn't really pay attention to it. It just looked, like, big. I don't know why, but I just kind of feel like um, if, like, a little bar or whatever restaurant is more intimate, like... I don't mm-hmm. know why I feel like, oh, it's more special. Because Changa looks, yeah. like, really big. And there's, like, mm-hmm. just a bunch of tables. And it just seemed like there was warm lighting and kind of, like... There's a person that takes you to your table. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of, Standing like, there. A warm... A warm ambiance. Like, it looks nice, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say it looks, like, really modern or trendy or anything mm-hmm. like that. Which, I mean, I guess... Is maybe her point, like, oh, it's just, like, a nice place to be and the food is really good. There aren't yeah. really any gimmicks, but I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I I, I would probably go there because I'm not, like, I don't always go to, like, cool yeah. places. But I just I just thought, like, oh, it's, like, Chili's in the same way mm-hmm. that Chili's is a franchise and they sell, like, yeah. different foodstuffs. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. And drinks and things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she kind of tells Seroyi, but, like, it's fine because y'all are on different platforms. Like, you're not really on the same level. And then he drops the bomb that his ultimate goal is, in fact, to franchise Don Bomb, mm-hmm. just like Janga. Um, and Yiso points out that it's going to be very difficult, but then he points out that everyone at the table will be there for him, and they all cheer to the future and Suaj is awkwardly sitting there, mm-hmm. unsure, like, what she should be doing in this situation. <laughs> They're basically talking about hugely competing with her position mm-hmm. and her future. Um, and then it cuts to Yiso and Sua having an awkward standoff in the restroom. And Yiso admits that she likes Seiroi. And since Seiroi likes Sua, she will have to destroy her. <laughs> and Sua kind of just, like... Yeah, she kind of just gives a smile and just like, okay, like, bring it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, because, like, uh, Yiso is significantly younger than mm-hmm. Seroyi and Siwa. Like, I mean, it seems like she's 10 years younger, maybe, or around yeah. there. Like, it seems like he's maybe 29 and she's, like, 20. Yeah. So, that's kind of, like, a big 
age gap, especially like when you're in your 20s. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if like someone's 40 and someone else is 50, like, meh. Mm-hmm. But there's like a big difference between like 20 and 30. Yeah, fresh out of I high think. school. Yeah. Versus someone who's gone to college or would have gone to college. Yeah, went to prison and worked like, yeah. in a factory and deep sea fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we cut to. Oh, Gulan. speaking of fishing, I think we, we skipped that, but um, oh. just for reference, mm-hmm. Hyun Yi was actually in the fishing stuff with uh, Seroi, and that's how he met her. Oh, yeah, he said that, like, um, Hyun Yi cooked him a really good lunch one time, and that's why he hired mm-hmm. her as a cook. Mm hmm. Yeah. Just so a little bit of background of why he actually hired her, even though she's not a great cook. Yeah. Because I think um, What's-Her-Face asks that. Yeah, that's right. I think it's interesting that Sadie kind of just, like, holds on to people in his life. He's like, mm-hmm. I like you. You're yeah, I think team. he finds people. Yeah, he finds people that he trusts and people that seem genuine to him. Mm-hmm. And he feels like they can ultimately bring something to the table worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And he, he sticks with them. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gunwon goes on his blind date, and he's kind of a mess. Uh, he's late, and he clearly is not interested in being mm-hmm. on said blind date. But then he has, like, a kind of intense, like, triggered moment when the food comes out and he sees a chicken. And it's, like, one of those tiny chickens, so it's, like, the whole... Mm-hmm thing yeah is on the plate um and he like flashes back to the night that his dad made him kill the chicken with his bare hands which is um mm-hmm. clearly a very traumatic moment for him that he yeah. still thinks about um and he's like i don't like chicken and she's like you're like the heir to a food company and you don't like chicken like what the hell um so back at the office, I call her Suwa the Snitch. <laughs> sees a family, a family photo on President Zhang's desk and tells President Zhang that his son, Gunsu, works at Tanbam. And he's like, What? Because she's like, Oh, why is why is your son working there? And I'm like, girl, can you not just keep shit to yourself? I mean, I guess that's the point. Like, that's why yeah. President Zhang likes her, because she'll like spill the tea yeah. but I guess also she orig- initially thinks like oh maybe President Zhang sent him there as a spy or something I don't know yeah but and she had also asked Gunsu when they were out to dinner like do I know you from somewhere you look super familiar mm-hmm. and then he's like oh yeah when we went to y'all's pub and you kicked us out mm-hmm. and she's like oh do I know you from somewhere else though like she keeps put- pressing it and she can't figure out who he is it's just really interesting that she that she chose to bring it up to the fucking president. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, Ugh. like, he obviously didn't want to tell you, or he wanted and to she keep also, that like, Yeah, she also knows the history between, like, that son and his family. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows he's not around, and they don't get along. I think everybody knows that. So why would you think that the president's going to get him to work at this little pub to be a spy? Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. Makes no sense. So, yeah. Sue on the snitch. Just causing Um, problems. 
blah, blah, blah. Oh, so yeah, so President Zhang is shocked, and then she starts telling him that the business at Don Bomb is still doing well. Uh, Gun Wang kind of barges in back from his date, and awkwardly, or I think like President Zhang is like, how to go, and Gun Wang is like, nothing happened. And he like repeats it to Suwa, mm-hmm. like, as if like Suwa cares. Like whispering, as as if they're secretly dating. Yeah, he's like, nothing happened. And she's like, I don't she just rolls her eyes like, dude, she doesn't care about you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so President Zhang holds a meeting with Gunwan and Suwa, and they discuss Tanbam and Yiso. Apparently, fucking Suwa the snitch wrote up a little report on Yiso, and they're like looking over it, and they're like, this is the girl, like, this is why Tanbam is doing well. Um, mm-hmm. President Zhang tells them to keep an eye on Danbam, and one of the secretaries texts Min Jung about what she overheard in the meeting. And Min Jung is like, <laughs> she got spies. <laughs> yeah. Um, Min Jung is like intrigued by Seiro Yi and Danbam. And I was wondering, like, does she remember Seiro Yi as like. Yeah, because she like repeated his name. Uh huh. She's like, and I, I think. <laughs> yeah. And I think she. She must know the son. Because I feel like his dad would be the type to always talk up his son. Yeah. And talk about, like, what his son is doing, where he's going, blah, blah, blah. And she seemed very close to his dad. So I feel like... I feel like she knows who this is. Yeah. Iso's mom then finds out that Iso did not actually enroll at her prestigious university and instead is working at Thanbam. Her mom... She finds out from a friend, too, who, like, shows her a photo or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tries to play it off. And then her mom throws a fit, kicks her out of the house. But Yiso tells her that she's clever enough to figure out her own life and how she plans to have it all. And she thanks her mom for raising her right. And she just leaves. And I'm I'm wondering, like, if her mom didn't actually think that would happen. And kind of assumed that Yiso would, like, beg to stay home. And, like, beg for forgiveness and, like, cry and stuff and decide to go to university. Yeah. Instead of just being like, okay, thank you for teaching me. I've learned a lot from you and I'll make everything work out. Bye. Yeah. It kind of seemed like, it kind of seemed like a play, like, uh, like, I'm going to set up her suitcase and make her think she's leaving and then she'll do what I want. Yeah. Like an empty threat kind of a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because her mom looked, like, shocked when she actually left the house with her suitcase. Yeah. It's like, well, you packed her bag for her. Mm-hmm. I always think it's so interesting um, when, like, uh, in TV shows or movies, parents pack bags for their kids. And mm-hmm. I just think, like, I wouldn't want my mom to pack my going-away bag, like, going through... You don't know what I need. Yeah, going through my, like, underwear and, like... Uh-huh. I don't know, packing clothes. Like, I want to decide what clothes I bring, because you know, like... You, you don't know what clothes... outfit I want to wear. <laughs> yeah. Not all her clothes fit in that suitcase. I mean, it was big, but... Yeah. She yeah. seems like someone that has a huge closet full of clothing, so... Yeah, totally. She probably needs to go back and get the rest of her shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, literally runs into Yuso while he's on a jog, and they have a nice little moment talking on the bridge, and they watch the sunrise. He explains that even though he knew that she was supposed to be in school, he hired her because he needs her. And Yiso smiles and seems reassured that she made the right choice. 
Yeah. And right now he only needs her because she offers something really great to the pub. But I think she's hoping, like, he'll need her for other reasons later. Yeah. she he'll later realize. She seems, like, very immature at this point. Because, like, mm-hmm. when she's, I guess, like, manager of Tanbam Iso, like, she's very, she seems mature and, like, very professional mm-hmm. and knows how to make the business thrive. But in her personal life, I'm like, she's just such a little kid, like, (laughs) clinging on to Sato-Yi's words, like, oh, I need you. Um, Mm -hmm. It just makes me think of, do you remember that song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? The Love Kernels song? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where she just is, like, finding hidden meanings in all of his words. Yes, every little thing. Yeah. Because, like, obviously he didn't mean it like, oh, I need you. Uh, yeah. Because I love you or anything like that. Just like, yeah, he needed her to make his business work. Yep, you're smart and creative and you know how to make the place look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Yi ends up dyeing her hair black and everyone at Danban is super into it. Even Sung Kwan says it looks really nice. Um, and then it, it's just another nice scene with Gunsu who's... Being nice, yada yada. Yeah, I think, um, um, and also, also, go ahead. Uh, what's her face? You so earlier. So yeah, I was like that's what oh, I was going to say. Look really nice with like with black hair, um, mm-hmm. and calls her Oni, which is like acknowledging that she's a woman, and mm-hmm. also like they're on good terms now. So it was a nice little scene. Yeah. Um. So Yiso and Seiru start interviewing people since business has picked up. And after some duds, Yiso turns down a beautiful woman that Seiru had worked with before and that Sun Kwan is like immediately in love with. <laughs> Again, I think this is kind of like Yiso being a little immature. Like she doesn't want any mm-hmm. competition. Immediately jealous. Yeah, for Seiru's love. Um,. And I love how Sun Kwan is like, why? Why? She was perfect. Uh, he's, like, very intense when it comes to women. Um, so then he a really black guy wants comes a girlfriend. in. And they're all, like, very confused. Because, again, like, Itaewon is the, like, foreigner's district, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... They're, like, trying to talk to him in English, but it kind of seems like he doesn't really speak English. Um, so he speaks in Korean, and he explains that he's there for their interview, and that his dad is Korean, because they're like, your Korean is very good. And <laughs> he's like, yeah, my name is Kim Tony. <laughs> and uh, Yusa hires him on the spot, even though mm-hmm. he has no experience. Yeah. And she's like, it'll but he help looks to look cool. a little diverse in here. Yep. Diverse, and he looks very cool. Yeah, he definitely fits with their vibe. Yeah, they need cool people for Mm -hmm. a cool spot. Mm -hmm. Um, Gunsu helps Yiso move into her new apartment, and he learns that she's been kicked out, but she's in really good spirits. She doesn't really seem to mind. Mm -hmm. And she's really excited because she got Danbam a spot on a TV show. Uh, Yiso calls Seroyi and Gunsu sees her apology letter from school and realizes she has a crush on him because that letter is where she did like that really nice little sketch of him mm-hmm. that looks just like him. Yeah. He kind of seems a little bit crushed, but 
he's dealing. I know. I feel so bad for him. I'm like, uh, again, my son. <laughs> he's someone that's just like the friend and never the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sua runs into Sirui and they talk about the TV show and she apologizes for causing a scene while she was drunk. Then she tells him that she shouldn't, that he shouldn't like her anymore. Goon watches all of this from his car and he's lurking like a little creep after he saw, um, I think he went to go visit their pub first Mm -hmm. and then he was just like in his car for some reason and he sees the two of them talking and gets all upset because he's still in love with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess he just kind of, I don't know what he does, drives off, whatever the fuck. Uh, Gunwon and President Zhang then have dinner. And he continues to bring up Seroyi and President Zhang explains that he's nothing to them. He is merely keeping an eye on him to test Sua's loyalty and having her like, give him details on what they're doing and making her choose between the two to see if she's really loyal to Janga or is she choosing Seroyi? Yeah, I think that's, like, really fucked up. <laughs> him mm-hmm. being like, we're just using her to test to test if she's actually loyal. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think he is very threatened by Seroyi Mm-hmm. And although he's telling Goon that that's what it's for, I don't think that's truly what it's for. Yeah. I think he really wants to know, and he really is keeping an eye, not not just on her and her loyalty, because I'm sure that is an issue for him, mm-hmm. since they were really good friends and she was close to his dad and stuff, but also for his company's sake and mm-hmm. knowing what they're up to. Um, President Zhang then tells Goonwan that if he can convince Sua to marry him, then he won't make Goon have an arranged marriage. Yeah, but then I'm and like, isn't that su- also kind of arranged? Like, arranged for her, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not just for like, him though. Okay, so I will let you marry this person. Like, I am again choosing yeah. who you can marry. <laughs> hmm. But it's also because he knows he's fucking obsessed with her. Yeah, and apparently has been for all these years. So. In Goon's eyes, he gets really excited because he is in love with her and it is who he would choose or would want to marry. But it's definitely an arranged marriage for her. He's almost like acting like her adopted father in forcing a marriage upon her. Yeah, it's... Their family is so fucked up. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't. Um, So... Seiryu goes to the TV station to meet the producers of that TV show about the bars, but Goonwon is there, and it's really awkward, and, like, the, um, like, the air in the room is just, like, super tense, and the producer's Mm -hmm. like, well, it's not like you guys are enemies, right? And I think Seiryu's like, no, he's my enemy. Like, I hate him. Yeah. Uh, so, not great. Um, after the meeting, they have another standoff, and Gunwon tries to belittle Seiryi by saying that even though he and Sua look good together, he's nothing compared to him, the heir of the Janga group. And Seiryi comes back with, well, I don't think she'd go for a murderer. And I'm like, <laughs> nailed it. Uh, <laughs> accurate. Uh, and, like, again, Gunwon is, like, taken aback. Like, you're gonna bring that up? Like, of 
course, dude. Like, you fucking murdered his dad, and you continue to be an asshole. Like, I don't know why he's always so shocked and scared. Like, you're the one who's starting it every time, exactly. and then you turn into a little baby every mm-hmm. time he talks back to you. Like, you know he's going to tell you something back. Exactly. It happens every time. Like, I don't know why you're so fucking shocked. If you can't handle it, stop talking to him. Mm-hmm. Simple. <laughs> 100%. So, uh, they keep exchanging words, but Gunwan then gets to Seroyi when he tells him that they are testing Se- Sua's loyalty with him and that he should never that he should leave her alone since uh, she's having a hard time at work because of it. And then, like, Seroyi seems, like, really, I guess, bummed by this. He's like, oh, fuck. Like, I guess, I guess he's right. Like, I should try to uh-huh. think about that more, but uh, fucking Goonwon looks, he's such a creep. I hate him because he has that like <laughs> weird cackle and smile. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how can he be so different from Gunsu, who's again just like my little angel, <laughs> my little angel kid? So sweet. Because his dad made him kill a chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His dad was <laughs> abusive and uh, terrorized him. <laughs> uh huh. <sighs> versus it seems like Gunsu where he just didn't pay attention to him at all. Yeah. Totally. Uh, uh, when Seroyi gets back to Danwam, Iso gets a call saying that their spot has been canceled on the show, and Seroyi suggests that they go on a walk since they're both bummed. Part of me wonders if Suan knew that they were going to be on the same TV segment as Janga. Mm-hmm. and goon because she knew that he was going to be on the on the tv stuff he had talked to her before and had mentioned it and she never brought it up she just said something like oh that's usually for like bigger pubs yeah not usually like small places like yours like it'd be nice if she maybe said janga's gonna be there and you'll probably see goon yeah just a heads instead up instead of just not saying anything you know like he would have maybe been more prepared and not caught off guard and caused, like, this uncomfortable meeting. He would have been ready for it. Yeah. Do you think, um, do you think Gunwan was the person who got Seiruyi canceled? Like, he told the producers, like, I'm not doing this? Probably, yeah. If, yeah. Or the dad called. Yeah, I was thinking that because I was like, I don't think they would fire him or whatever just because of the meeting. Like, it seems mm-hmm. like... I think even in the meeting, like, Gunam makes a comment, like, uh, there are other pubs or whatever, like. Yeah, why are you making me sit here with this tiny pub that, like, nobody cares about? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not even on the same level as Janga. Why, why is he here with me? Uh-huh. Um, um, anyway, mm-hmm. as they're on their walk, they ran into Suwa. But Seroyi is actually a little bit cold towards her um, because he thinks that she is, in fact, responsible for the TV spot being canceled and everything else that's happened. Mm-hmm. And after they part, Seroyi feels bad about how he treated Sua, and Yiso asks if he still likes her. When she realizes that he still has feelings for her, she tells him that it was a bully from her school who actually called the police that night, not Sua. And this causes Seroyi to run to the bus stop to find her. And I'm like, dude, come on. Give it up. 
He asks why she lied about reporting Donabom and why she wants him to hate her. And she tells him that President Jang is watching him, but he holds her hand and apologizes for making her life difficult, having to choose between him and President Jang. He tells her to hold on just a little longer. After she gets on the bus, he vows to take down Janga so she won't have to suffer anymore. I don't. But it's like get that. she's not really suffering. Yeah. Like she's in a great position. She's fucking banking where she's at. She's not suffering and she's not suffering because of him either. Yeah. Like if anything, the moves that he starts to make, I feel like would put her in a worse position. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, he's just, like, doing his his thing and, like, living his life. Uh, yeah. But he, now that he's, like, actively, like, I will take him down, like, commence the plan. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that would put her in a worse position. But. Yeah. Whatever. Um, what do we know? <laughs> yes. So, then, Serui calls someone named Hojin. And asks about his investments. So our dude, Siri, now has 1.9 billion won, which equals about $1.5 million. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I realized after reading Drama Beans to, like, you know, make sure my outline was good or whatever. <laughs> I realized that Hojin is the kid who was bullied by Gunwan. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah, get that? I was, I was reading stuff to try to figure out the ending again. Mm-hmm. What was said at the very end between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I saw that part. Yeah, I was like, dang, good for him. <laughs> I just. Yeah, we said he'd come back. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so, yes. Uh, Serui is then like, invest everything I have in Changa. Again, I think it's an interesting move, and we'll see why he did that, I guess, for the short term. But I'm like, if you're trying mm-hmm. to take down this company, like, don't you not want your money to be going into a failing company? Whatever. Mm-hmm. So, the next day, President Zhang's secretary nervously hands him the list of stockholders and points out that Seirui now has a 1.9 billion won invested in the company. So he's, like, up there with the stockholders, shareholders, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. he's on the big list. Uh, we learn that Seirui decided to invest eight years ago when Changa's stocks were at an all-time low due to Kunwan's bad behavior, and now it's paid off. And I was like, oh, that is so good, like, taking advantage of the fact mm-hmm. and, like, playing on that, like, Kunwan is still a terrible person, and he's like, mm-hmm. I will profit from your terrible behavior. Yeah, again, with stocks, like, that part was kind of confusing for me. Because mm-hmm. I get him putting in when it's low. You mm-hmm. buy low, sell high. Mm-hmm. Um, but it said that he invested in the company, and then he tells that other guy to invest everything in the company. But I was kind of like, wasn't it already there? Like, did he take it out at some point? Yeah, a part of me thinks, like, he invested in the company, made a bunch of money, and then, like, diversified. To keep making mm-hmm. money. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, I guess told him to put it all back into it. I don't know. That, uh-huh. that was... Yeah, the way the way it read online, and I think in the subtitles, too, was the guy told him, like, you have, you, you have this much invested in Janga. And he said, put everything in or something. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah. Stocks are confusing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so President Zhang, like, loses it and, like, throws the iPad, throws papers, starts, like, evil cackling. <laughs> like, his son, Gunwan, who also, like, uh-huh. evil. It's so, like, President Zhang does, like, an evil cackle and Gunwan does, like, an evil giggle. Like, <laughs> he's just, I don't know. It's, it's funny but also creepy. And I'm like, you guys are not okay. Um, so uh, they end up going to Tanbam, and everyone is shook, especially my poor little Gunsu. And like we hear inner monologues from Seri explaining the money from his dad's death had to be meaningful. And President Zhang thinks that, uh, he thinks that he had already trampled Seri, but now realizes that it's Seri's goal to take him down. Seiri gives a deep bow and welcomes everyone to the bar, and President Zhang tells Seiri that he wanted to see him, and Seiri admits he thought the same thing. And then, bam, end of episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah. everyone's just standing and staring. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sua and Gunsu look especially uncomfortable in this situation. Mm-hmm. And poor Sukhan. And I like how he, he, says, he says, Dad, and then... Um, Whatever Sim- that fucking guy's name Sim- is, Kwan the finger like, hearts. Oh, hi. Yeah. Hi, Gunsu's dad. He's like, oh, you're his dad. Oh, wow. Hi. Welcome. Nice uh-huh. to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> He's totally oblivious to the whole situation. Yeah. I mean, like, how would he know? But mm-hmm. it's, yeah. He's not reading the room, that's for sure. Totally. Also, because, like, he has a huge entourage with him. Uh huh. So, uh, I guess I'm like, oh, what's going to happen next? Mm hmm. Oh, because I love yeah. how, like, I I didn't really touch on this, or, but, like, earlier in the episode, like, President Zhang kind of comforts Gunwan by saying, like, Siri has nothing. Like, he worked for 10 years and all he has is that tiny pub. Uh-huh. But then we see, like, no, he's a, he's like a fucking millionaire. So. Yeah. Wow. He's got a plan. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Can he please just plan things for me? Right. Can he set up a plan of attack for me on success? Yeah. I appreciate that. But the thing is, like, I feel like you and I don't like being uncomfortable, so we wouldn't want to go, like, work in a factory and save all our money. No. And no. do all that stuff. Right? Like, No. I mean. But that's for his plan. <laughs> True. <laughs> Every plan has a different, like way of going about it. And I think that was his plan for that specific thing. I think our plan would be quite different. Not working at a fucking fish factory. (laughs) Sure. Whatever the fuck he was doing. Um, Yeah, a good plan, though. Yeah. He's got it going. I love it. I can't wait to keep watching. Yeah, I saw that episode... I think I watched them back to back, or I, I did it the same day, not back to back. Like I watched one and it was really, really good. And then later that evening I asked Andrew, like, what are you going to do? He was mm-hmm. like, I think I want to watch stuff on my computer. And I was like, okay, I have something to watch. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alex went to go help his mom, um, do something at her house. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I will eat my yummy Korean food and, Watch, watch it day one class. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. 
Again, I think this is one of my favorites. Same. I love, I love the like atmosphere. I love just the look of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a lot of the clothing. Great story. Likeable characters, interesting characters. I'm into it. Yeah, me too. Very much same. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any fashion moments? Um, fashion moments. I mentioned this to you in text. I really love Yusuf's face mask in uh-huh. a world where we have face masks all the time. I really want that black face mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't find that exact one, but on Etsy, I found like some faux leather ones that mm-hmm. look really cool. Mm-hmm. So I might get one of those. And then um, she had like a, not, it's sort of like a gray, sort of like striped. I don't know what this pattern is called, where it kind of looks like um, plaid, but not really. But she's got like a gray long coat. Like gingham? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Mm. It's got like thin lines Mm -hmm. going down. It it was a nice coat. I just like the length of it a lot. Mm -hmm. And for, um... Not good fashion. <laughs> At the elevator, when Goon and Seroi are having their back-to-back, mm-hmm. I realized that the reason why I'm so disgusted by Goon recently is because he looks like the fucking Joker. Yes, I but thought not that even too. like, Yeah, not even a good Joker, just like Jared Leto's jerk Joker. Just like <laughs> embarrassing. Like, his hair's not green, but it's... It's not a good color, I feel like. No, it's like... It still looks kind of weird brassy. It looks like... It looks like when your hair was originally bleached, but then you went back dark, and then, like, your color starts to fade, you know? Yes. (laughs) And then you start to see, like, the brownish, rusty sort of brassiness that's underneath the brown. Yes. That's how his hair looks. I concur. And just the way he has it combed, like, God, he's so gross. He is gross. I did like his suit when he goes on the blind date. I think it was, like, kind of like Mm -hmm. a mustardy suit. Like, that's cool. But, yeah, he is just so unfortunate. Like, Yeah, he he can definitely have nice suits. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't know. Yeah. Um... Oh, I said um, Iso has, like, a maroon leather jacket and also, like, a maroon pant combo mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. Um, I think she also had a sweater with the elbows cut out. Did you notice that? Oh, okay. I did not know. Yeah. Um, also, I think Gunsu had a cool sweater at some point. I just wrote down Gunsu had a cool sweater. I can't think of <laughs> <laughs> I also liked her... Um... I think it's like a little, I don't know, is it leopard, cheetah, mm. cheetah maybe? Oh, yeah. It's like a big sweater, and yes. it had like blues and grays. I like that one a lot. And that one is also on the um, uh, Fashion Chingu website. Yes, I yeah. saw that. I was like, oh, I want to buy it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had the same feeling. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have an I love you moment? I do not have an I love you moment. I don't really either, except for I just feel bad for Gunsu. There's that moment mm-hmm. when these, like, drunk girls are hitting on him. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like, give me your number. Just give me your number. And I want to be like, mm-hmm. Gunsu, just give him your number. Like, 
<laughs> just have fun. You're a kid. Yeah, just like, I mean, they're kind of like sloppy messy at this point, but if mm-hmm. they suck, you don't have to text them back. Like, Yeah. Um, but he's like, I'm sorry, there's already someone I like. And like, Yiso sees this. And she just kind of, like, walks upstairs. And I can't tell what Yiso is thinking. Like, does she just think mm-hmm. it's funny? Does she does she not want anyone to, like... Is she annoyed because she doesn't want anyone to like Gunsu, even though she mm-hmm. doesn't, you know... Yeah. Actually like him? I don't know. I was just... I was curious as to what she was thinking. But clearly, Gunsu wants to make himself, like, widely available for mm-hmm. for her. And then when he sees that picture or their apology letter, he just is like, oh, fuck. Yeah, crushed. Mm-hmm. That's why she wants to work here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really think that's I love you. It's more like Gunsu is in love and it's sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anything else? Any predictions? Um... Oof. I feel like uh, Minjun is going to contact Seroyi mm-hmm. at some point in the near future and possibly discuss, like, uniting in some way. Well, yeah, I was thinking because if Seroyi has, like, a somewhat significant ownership of the company now because he put, mm-hmm. like whatever, almost $2 million into Uh it. And if she owns 25%, like, Uh if they team up together, if they would have more or, like, enough to do some damage. Take over. Yeah, that would be really interesting. I hope that happens. Because Minjun seems cool. Like, she has... I I think we saw this earlier, but she has that cool kind of, like, more mature woman, gog young, like short hair, mm-hmm. awesome clothes. And again, she learned from his father and liked and trusted his father too. So Yeah. I think I think she maybe doesn't know firsthand what happened with the dad. Mm-hmm. But I think she could probably guess. Like it just seems weird that their gardener was the one driving this fancy car, you know, like, who's mm-hmm. buying that bullshit? So I'm sure, like, everyone who actually knew Seroyi's dad has feelings about what potentially really happened to him. Yeah. And who really caused it and how everything went down or whatever. And I think that whole stuff might come up to play later. Totally. <clears throat> and weirdly, I also kind of feel like Maybe Sua also does like Goon. I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah. Secretly. Kind of like a Gilmore Girls thing where Rory always acts like she doesn't like the rich dude. Oh, Logan. And like, yeah, and like plays hard to get and like always talking shit, but then secretly like she does like that attention. Uh huh. And want to be with him. Yeah. And I feel like it might be the same thing here. Like, she's known him all her years in school and then all now working with him. And, like, they're just, they're always in the same space. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even if she won't admit it, she might actually kind of like him. Yeah. There's, like, some affection mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. 
Also, because, I mean, like, I'm sure she can kind of understand, like, he is a shitty person because his dad is awful to him. Like, Mm -hmm. even though his dad is really, I don't know if nice, but, like, Mm -hmm. his dad helped her a lot and kind of, like, looks out for her. Even mm-hmm. though he, like, demands her loyalty. <laughs> um, yeah, I could also see her thinking of, ultimately, a marriage with Goon being a step up for her, too. Yeah. For work, you know? And just, like, kind of giving in to the fact that she would be able to, like, move up in the company, make more money, do more stuff. Yeah, like, look out for for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, she keeps saying, like, she's, she does everything for herself, apparently. Mm-hmm. And only worries about herself and how to protect herself and how to make herself um, have money and be successful and everything. Yeah. Totally. I don't know. Well. We'll see, I guess. I Yes, I am very much looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a little... Um, Instagram story quiz or not really quiz but poll the other day Mm -hmm. and it was um, is Yiso really a sociopath? (laughs) And it was split 50-50. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think she's a sociopath personally. Well, I think she's just an asshole sometimes. You think she's just what? Just an asshole sometimes. Oh, yeah. She's just, like, an entitled kid who mm-hmm. is really smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> really smart and just knows how to kind of get what she wants. Yeah. Well, it didn't help that, again, her mom was, like, uh-huh. a fucking crazy person. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of have a feeling... I I don't want this to happen, but I am nervous that um, maybe Sua or somebody will find out that Gunsu likes Iso and, like, use that mm-hmm. against him. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't like you. Get over it. Come back and come to Changa or something. Like, mm-hmm. I'm afraid that will happen, but I, I don't want it to because, again, he's my I think the, little angel the baby. bigger thing... I think the bigger thing would be attempting to hire her for Janga. Mm. Because she could do more for Janga than Gunsu could do for Janga, if we're being honest. That's true, but if we're. Uh, yeah. I guess I was just thinking, like, if, uh, if Gun Wan, like, fucks up again. Like. Yeah. To take like, the role. Gunsu is, like, a good kid who would mm-hmm. probably, like, look better to the outside mm-hmm. world. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh. <laughs> so good. Um, other drama corner. Still loving Mystic Pop Up Bar. Um, mm-hmm. It. There, I cried. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the last couple of episodes, they really, really good and sad, and I keep. I'm basically, like, a week behind. Um, so, as because the a new episodes come out on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and usually, like, I'm scrambling trying to watch Itaewon class before we record. So, usually, mm-hmm. I watch after we're done recording. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like, ah, so good. I, if you like, I mean, I know you have a lot going on too, but (laughs) if you want to like knock something out really quick, that's like kind of cool. And similar to Hotel de Luna in Mm -hmm. that kind of vibe. I really like this one. It's like, it's way more silly than Hotel de Luna though. Cool. Yeah. I think that I now have on Netflix, they've given me a section for Korean TV shows. Okay. I did not have that before. And it just popped up like this week. That's funny. Like, oh, you probably will like all of these then. And that show is on there. Yeah. Um, I think today Andrew and I are going to start watching Strangers from Hell. Cool. Yeah, you have to tell me how it is and if it's actually scary. We saw the trailer yesterday, and it looks pretty spooky. Yeah. (sighs) I just can't deal with scary things. (laughs) Andrew doesn't really like scary stuff either. Yeah. He's not, like, he's not big on the horror stuff. I make him watch it sometimes. (laughs) Thankfully, Alex doesn't really like it either, so we don't have to, like, really... Uh-huh. deal with that in our relationship. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really into, like, stupid fucking Amityville horror, like, the fucking Annabelle doll and shit. Like, mm. I don't really, those don't really get me. Mm-hmm. Older scary movies are, like, where it's at, I think. And then more, like, you're at home, and then these group of people come, and they fucking, like, terrorize your home and murder you. Those are the scary ones, because I always feel like those are the ones that could actually happen. Yeah, totally. Just real people being, like, creepy and murderous. Yeah, I prefer, like, monster movies if we're going towards Uh that genre, I guess. Uh Like, yeah, monster movies or, uh, like, zombie. I'm okay with zombies, but... I definitely don't like the, like, gotcha movies. Oh, yeah. The movies where, like, someone's walking and, like, a ghoul just pops up to spook the viewer. Like, yeah, I, hate I don't that. like those. I think they're stupid. Because I'm just, like, holding my breath the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> When's it happening? When's it happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Um, <sighs> I think that is it. Okay. Anything else? Um, I don't think so, other than plugging all of our stuff. Alrighty. So, yeah. Um, tell us what you think about Itaewon Class and Mystic Pop-Up Bar and Strangers from Hell and anything else you're watching that you think we should watch. I have, like, such Uh a long list of shows, um, but I just, I need more time. There's just not enough hours in the day, unfortunately. So, I will... Once, once Mystic Pop-Up Bar is over, I'm probably going to start an older one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so tell us what you think. Tell us what we should watch uh, at, on Twitter at OKDramaPod, Instagram, OKDramaPodcast, and Facebook, uh, OKDramaPodcast, and our website, OKDrama.com. Um, and you can email us, contact at OKDrama.com, or... You can just still do okdramapodcast at gmail.com. Whatever you prefer to type in. We'll get it. Uh-huh. Um, and you can support the show 
by um, making some purchases from Tebak Box or Fashion Chingu. Um, you can, I think some podcast players, the link doesn't work for whatever reason in the show notes. Hmm. Like I know for Spotify, um, the link, it, it just doesn't link. But if you're like on Google or I think Apple Podcasts, um, mm-hmm. It works. So if you are like cool. really interested and want to be sure it works, you can go to our website um, under the support the show tab. And as like a little teaser tease, Jill and I are going to be working on some content for our Patreon mm-hmm. that will launch um, soon-ish. soon-ish. Yes. <laughs> so just like mentally prepare yourself for that, I guess. <laughs> um, and Yes, I think we might be, like, posting some, like, little teasers of things that you will get as a patron. Yes. But. In the coming weeks. Yes, I think that is it. Uh, I guess just be sure to watch the next two episodes of Itaewon Class. And let us know if you have any questions or comments for the next couple of episodes. And we will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.